You are listening to the SSG Podcast, a monthly HR, health and safety podcast available through all good podcast streaming services. Good morning, Manuela. Hello and welcome to another SSG Podcast. Hi, Adam. How are you today? I'm good. I'm great. Always good when I'm with you um, talking about exciting topics like this. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about committees. Committees. We all love a committee. We all love a good meeting as well, don't we? As long as there's good biscuits. Yep, absolutely. And comfy chairs. Absolutely <laughs> fine. So um, we're going to be talking about committees. And I suppose the first thing we always like to start off with is uh, just in case anyone is a bit unsure, what on earth is a committee? Have we got a dictionary definition? I or? googled it. I googled it and it's on Google so it must be right. So a committee is a group of people appointed for a specific function by a larger group and typically consisting of members of that group. And it gives, i.e. the housing committee, for example. So basically it's a, it's a small group from a large group, right? Yeah, yeah it's a subgroup of yes. people in effect, isn't it? So um, what are the advantages of having a committee? Some really great advantages of appointing committees in your organization. I mean, first of all, it spreads the workload. So if you've got a particular project to work on, for example, uh, you can put a committee together and make people responsible and also hold them accountable for getting stuff done. So rather than tasks just randomly being spread out across a management team, you have a group of people who are responsible for it. I suppose that takes away individual pressure as well, doesn't it? Because you're responsible for it as a group that that can help. That can help people feel more confident about something, maybe. Absolutely. So it's a good engagement tool as well. So um, committees are great to um, as, as, as an engagement tool for people who maybe can't climb any higher on the ladder in your organisation, but would like to have some more responsibility, like to get involved. So by giving them the chance to sit on a committee, you know, it's really, it's an important role, isn't it? Suddenly they have that responsibility. So they really like I suppose as well, the other great thing about some of these committees, we'll talk a little bit later about health and safety committees. There's an element of legal compliance here. And so we might need to have that committee to meet a legal need. And the minutes from that committee or the outputs from that committee might help us meet a legal need. Well, along those lines as well, we are just uh, preparing for our next ISO audit, right? So we had to prove that there have been regular management meetings, which is a type of committee, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. Um, so, yeah, to satisfy uh, the requirements there as well. Communication is another one. So it, it usually when you have a committee and communication is improved because you have a contingent of staff on that committee that can then directly feed back to people on the shop floor, so to speak. So um, you have things coming from the horse's mouth, you know, or in this meeting we discussed X, Y, Z. So where we've got so far with this podcast is that committees are absolutely awesome and we should have loads of them. Yeah, that's pretty much all we've got to. Any problems? Well, there might be some (laughs) drawbacks as well. So if you're ruling by consensus in a committee, obviously that can be quite difficult. So it's almost like that over-democratisation. Is that a word? It it is now. (laughs) It is now. Um, of decision making, that can be really difficult because it can uh, lead to negative conflict uh, within the team or within the committee, especially if you have those sort of meeting bullies on there, you know, the people that really like to get their point across by being louder than the rest. So uh, managing that conflict is quite important. Then when we go back to taking time as well, I've experienced situations where going back to my chemical plant days, I think, where sometimes we would find 
committee me uh, committee meetings people would really draw them out because they're not doing something else and it could take up a keeping them moving is tough but i'm sure we'll talk about that later mm, absolutely yeah. did you know that um i think i've read that uh mark zuckerberg put a rule in place where all the meeting rooms were like two or three degrees colder than the office areas a bit like this room yeah this room's <laughs> um but also they don't have sit down meetings so some companies uh, prefer stand up meetings so people basically get on with it. And no biscuits, I'm afraid. Oh, that's the only reason I go to any committee meetings is the biscuits. <laughs> um, I think also one thing, one thing, one little, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but a little cheeky tip that we always used to do was hold the meeting so it finishes on a break oh, so that yeah. people don't want to overrun. Good there you job, go. Good Lovely. Um, the only other um, negative I'd like to add, not negative, but just a point to consider is your return on investment. Because obviously, you know, the most common barrier we come across with organizations putting committees together is that it takes up time like you just said time is money you know it stops production it's it stops us working so what's my return on investment so that's just a really good point to bear in mind because if a committee doesn't have an output as such and you can't measure it then it's really difficult to justify that time that you invest so in terms of types of committee, you already, we've defined committee and you said, for example, a housing committee or something like that, I think right at the beginning. Um, and we see well-being committees, we see project-based committees, staff forum committees. I suppose I'm a member of a school governing board and that's a committee. We just started our well-being committee here at SSG, actually. That was really good. We had the first meeting uh, a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and that went really well. And for us, it's going to be a combination of a well-being committee. So we're giving our mental health first aiders an opportunity to get some support as well internally. Um, we'll come up with some well-being strategies for people that they actually want rather than what management thinks they want. And also, it's a bit of a staff committee uh, set up so people will be able to feed back to us. But I think the other one I want to mention also is health and safety committees. Well, they're the most common ones for you that we come across. And I think everyone listening to this is thinking, well, when is he going to talk about health and safety? Yeah. And when are we going to talk about the health and safety uh, committee regs of 77? By far one of the most exciting. And everyone's just going, I'm sure we'll get to that. And I think it is worth just pointing out from a committee point of view that Section 2.6 of the Health and Safety at Work Act, it is law that an employer consults with their employees. Absolute legal requirement that we shall do that. Um, It then talks about that being through unionised reps. And then it goes on to, remember, these are 77 based regulations. So there would have been a lot more sort of um, union presence in the workforce. Um, And then we sort of move on to section 27 that, that specifically talks about setting up a health and safety committee. And it says that we should be setting up a health and safety committee if two or more union reps. So, again, this is this is very much a unionized industry request in writing that a health and safety committee be set up. If that happens, there are certain things the employer needs to do. They need to consult with those staff. They need to put up notices saying this is happening. But effectively, they have an amount of time. I think it's three months to set up and hold a health and safety committee. It's a legal requirement in that situation. So if I'm not unionised? If you're not unionised, it's then down to choice. It's it's sort of recognised best practice, I suppose. We're going to talk about the pros, the cons, the, the, the positive tips. So it's best practice to set up a committee meeting. It doesn't quite have the same legal standing if you're not unionised. It would be something you would do because it's a nice way to engage with your staff as opposed to something you're doing because of legal compliance. Really important part of your health and safety culture, though, isn't it? It's probably something we should use for a podcast another time, talking about health and safety culture, because by 
investing that time and attention into health and safety meetings and committees, you're showing as an employer that you really care. I mean, committees I've been on in the past, we used to review all our accident reports, for example, to yeah, um, very much. find out any kind of common themes. And also, it gives managers and directors a good opportunity to feed back to people what the money situation is, for example, in organization, what the priorities are, why certain things aren't being implemented. So explaining some of the actions as well. And I'm just continue on that law theme because I've now sort of dropped that bomb of it's it's the law. If people were wondering more about the law, there's a couple of guidance documents out there that are really helpful. Um, Consulting Employees on Health and Safety, a guide to the law, INDG 232, talks, talks through which side, whether you're unionized, non-unionized, what the what what union um, reps versus non-union reps have in terms of uh, roles and responsibilities, and it talks a little bit about setting up committees and stuff. Uh, the the bigger document L one four six, which is one of the legal guidance. Now this is where it gets really fun. If you if you are <laughs> struggling with insomnia, this is where we're going. Um, if we, uh, we're we're not on video, but uh, Manuel is making some exciting gestures about this document. L one four six is a legal series guidance document, and it basically talks about the safety representatives and safety committee regs of nineteen seventy seven, and it's got a large guidance section that goes on to say what we should do. And an interesting point is one of the sections within that is about health and safety committees. It talks about setting up a committee, and it talks about what that should look like, and um. And um, who we should sort of have on the committee. And the, it goes on to um, who and the membership and making sure that we've got authority and a good balance of people. It talks about objectives and functions and making sure that they're clear. Probably a lot of the stuff we'll refer to in our top tips in a minute, isn't it? It's like, how, what do we want the committee to do? What are we going to get out of it? It talks about the conduct of the health and safety committee. What should it be achieving? What is it going to do? Um, and, and all of that is included within that that document um, as as guidance that sort of helps us understand how to comply with that health and safety law. Uh, there's another guidance document, a much lighter one, which is involving your workforce in health and safety, and that's HSG 263. So just some some documents out there if you want to set up a committee. Um, just to go back to the um, the safety reps one as well, the L146, if you are interested in sort of reading what your health and safety committee should look like from an HSG um, e guidance point of view uh, is pages 34 to 39 of that document just to save you trawling through the whole document that specifically talk about committees that's brilliant thank you there and you i know I'm, I'm taking the mickey because we all love a legal document don't we? but actually when we look through there were a lot of really good top it's, tips it's, in there that very much reflected what we were going to say it's quite an old though. document but actually it included it some work. really really good stuff didn't it so top tips then on how to make your committees most effective and efficient my first top tip would be to appoint a chair like it's really really important to have a structure to your committee um restrict the number of people you've got on it it shouldn't be too many it shouldn't be too few um there should be uh, an opportunity for people from different departments to attend if you have something like a health and safety or well-being committee that basically uh, impacts on everyone um, and you must must have a chair so the role of a chair is to sort out the agenda send out the minutes make sure that during the meeting you keep on track and most importantly that person will be your timekeeper very so. much and I, I think it's very important that the chair role is so critical isn't it i've been to meetings where chair hasn't where the meeting hasn't been chaired as effectively as it could be. I've been to some meetings and seen some very, very good chairs. When you have a very, very good chair, it feels like everyone gets an input. The meeting's kept moving along at an acceptable pace. Everything gets covered. Everyone has their say. Everything's bounced back very clearly. 
it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so also that chair naturally will be someone probably who's in a bit of a higher level position, like a manager. Although um, we talked the other day about the opportunity to maybe withdraw yourself a little bit from those meetings and give power to the people. So, you know, if you have someone amongst your workforce who's naturally got those leadership qualities, but they're not in a managerial position, this could be a really good chance for them to show how good they are at doing that kind of stuff. Use them. I think we also had that that conversation, didn't we, about one of the reasons I've stepped back from one of the committees is I've got a clear vision of what I want that committee to do. But actually, the point of the committee is to form its own clear vision. So sometimes, like you said, by allowing someone to step up and chair and senior management taking a bit of a step back, that we can get a lot more a lot more direction yeah so next top tip really you've already said it then outlining that kind of vision those terms of reference or uh, you know whatever you want to call it essentially defining what success look, looks like so why are we here today so when we had our first well-being forum i asked the guys that were on it you know why are you here today what is it that you want to you want to use this forum for what's your ideal outcome what does success look like and the responses were interestingly quite varied so, you know, some people focused on the mental health aspect of it. Some people saw it more as a, like a staff committee feedback type forum. And uh, somebody said, I'm here to make um, change, to help make change happen. I thought that was really nice. I was there for the biscuits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the corner eating. Uh, so, yeah, but it's really nice as well to uh, define your, your role as a committee, so to speak. So, again, that will help you with measuring your return on investment. I think it's really important. One thing we were talking about earlier as well is I've done some behavioural safety work um, with some companies and we've set up behavioural safety committees to drive cultural change. And we've really very much, the idea was to empower the employees to make those decisions themselves. What's really, really challenging then is I think you have to be quite a mature organisation to recognise that our years of experience of trying to implement some of this stuff might not be shared by this group that we've created and they might also need to make mistakes or errors or go down dead ends. And sometimes you can be watching this going, I've done this a hundred times, that's not going to work. But sometimes, obviously not to the detriment of the company or significant budgetary loss, but sometimes we need to allow those errors to occur so that the staff can learn and understand and see there's a reason why we don't just do this because it's more complicated or technical. If that makes sense, it's a really hard one to overcome, but sometimes the committee making a mistake is the committee learning and growing. And sometimes we need to allow that to happen, but it's all too easy to want to jump in and just stop that happening yeah. because it's quicker and more efficient. But actually we lose a lot of the point. So that's another um, top tip then, you know, find a way to say yes, be open to new ideas. Even if you think, or you know, it's not going to happen, you know, if it's not going to waste a stupid amount of resources or it's going to put the company at risk, just let them have a go. Um, and and yeah, absolutely great. That's a good learning exercise. Um, what other top tips have we got? Uh, minutes. So I always say uh, one minute minutes. So minutes shouldn't read, shouldn't take longer than a minute to read or people don't read them. Did you know that? I, I didn't Scientific know that. Scientific fact, Adam. Thinking about the amount of minutes I've read in detail though. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do minutes, it's really important to do minutes because they're your reference point for next time, but keep them short, bullet points and kind of to the point. So this is the outcome. And then don't forget to include your smart objectives. We've talked about that previously. They need to be specific and measurable. So when you as a committee come up with an action that needs implementing, you need to make someone responsible for it and you need to tell them when they need to do it by and that needs to go in the minutes. 
Perfect. I mean, I think we've done a pretty good overview of committees here, haven't we? We've covered the health and safety le- health and safety legal aspects. We've talked about other types of committee. We've given an idea of what the structure should look like and given some top tips. Yeah. I don't think there's much more to add, is there? Well, I suppose the only other thing I would say is keep reviewing because what is appropriate for your organisation today might not be next year. So sometimes we find that these committees have been set up and they're just becoming a bit stale and they don't really serve the purpose anymore so keep it fresh make sure you review what the outcomes are communicate them clearly and you'll be using them to your advantage Perfect. and obviously if people need support with those committees the health and safety committees or well-being committees um, obviously we can always support with that from a consultancy point of view so there we go we'll hope it was useful hope everyone's enjoyed listening thank you manuela thank you adam see you later bye